0: see me at a lot of games. Uh, I actually manage strategy and planning for living and and a very large organisation in Sydney, uh, a health service. And um, so when the notion of strategic planning came up, I thought, why not offer my expertise? Because I've been doing this probably longer than you've all been born. So, so, uh, yeah, so I um, approached (coughs) Nora and she um, accepted me to volunteer to support uh, the process and help guide the process. So, I'm sort of acting as a consultant and to enable them to participate, I'm facilitating a lot of today's uh, sessions. So, uh, bear with me. I think I know most of you, but and do you know all, all know one another? Yeah, pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so welcome and hey, thanks for coming to to a strategic uh, planning forum when people are kind of thinking, what the hell is this all about? Uh, Nora's written a terrific background to it. And hopefully, as the day transpires, you'll really get what this is really all about. Is there anyone who has participated in this kind of exercise of strategic planning to produce a strategic plan or to develop strategic directions? so um it's new to you all uh hopefully you'll enjoy the the time, but certainly we value your input this is a really important exercise for Footage australia and uh, and so yeah welcome and thanks for taking the the weekend out uh, before we begin um, I probably or should so should acknowledge and it's up there on the slide that uh Noah's leading the, pro- the, the project, but she has, uh, at least with this process, Jamie and myself supporting um, the process, and I'm sure there are other people as time goes on that uh, can join us uh, Join us in this, but we have a small working group of the three of us, and we've collectively put this together with a lot of support from AJ in terms of the venue and the technology and the advertising and uh, Posts, etc. So thanks, AJ, as well. Uh, today, it's really about participation, participation for all, respecting everyone's contributions. There's absolutely no right or wrong, and it's really important that you're honest and you you know join with integrity because we really need to know what you're thinking and what your thoughts are for the future. So they're kind of basically the group rules. Um, I'm going to hand over to Jamie now to do the acknowledgement of country and a welcome. So, thanks for that. Hi.
1: Thank you. All right, before we get started, I'd just like to uh, do an acknowledgement to country, which is a tradition that's been handed down by the Indigenous peoples for tens of thousands of years, all the way down to today. So I'd just like to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, uh, whose lands we meet upon today. I recognise their continued connection to country, land and waters and culture, and I pay my respect to my elders past, present and emerging. And I also acknowledge that uh, before colonisation, they did have regular meet- host regular meetings upon this land, just like we are doing today. All right, well, thank you all for coming. Alison's done a wonderful introduction about what we're all here for. I'm really excited for this because I'm excited for Quidditch Australia to have a direction and a focus um, that's uh, member-based and member-led. Um, I anticipate very good things will come out of this forum and I encourage you to participate in all the things we have afterwards as well. We're hopefully gonna be posting a lot, uh, doing a lot more online and more meetings like this around different states around the country. Uh, so yeah, I'm really keen to get going on today.
0: Thanks. Oh, for that. Okay. Thanks. Uh, do we have anyone online at present? Not yet. Okay, so we may have some people joining us online, so welcome to those people as they join. So let's get into it. The theme of today is preparing, and in fact, the strategic planning process is preparing Quidditch Australia to meet the needs of Quidditch in Australia and advancing Quidditch in Australia in the next five to 10 years. So ideally 10 years, but 10 years is a long way away. So we've kind of brought it back to five years because it's probably more within your scope of thinking. Uh, The output from this will be a strategic plan. So it will be a document and that document will be distributed further for further input. It'll have a vision, it'll have a mission, it'll have objectives, it'll have priorities for Quidditch Australia and the the states to work towards over the next five years with strategies around the way uh, forward and, importantly, who's actually responsible for it because a lot of this is around, it's not just about producing a piece of paper or a document, it's about saying this is what we're wanting to achieve, this is our vision collectively we're going to come together and strive towards these goals and this aim over the next few years. And everything that we do will be questioned in terms of, is this in the best interests of the strategic plan the strategic directions that we're working towards? Clearly, Australian Quidditch has grown quite significantly in the last six, seven years or so. Um, And it's kind of at a stage where we need to be looking at where where it goes from here, what needs to happen to really consolidate and further develop Quidditch in Australia. So it is important because it's about setting the scene for for Australian Quidditch, priorities for development and and responsibilities. But it's also actually a required document if Quidditch Australia goes ahead with recognition as an identified sport with Sports Australia. So we need to, as part of our submission, should, they, should the board agree um, to progress with that, if they haven't already, um, we need a strategic plan, a very clear strategic plan to be submitted along with the other documentation to be recognised as a legitimate sport. So that's, that's kind of why we're here. Uh, it's not a talk fest in terms of me talking at you. It's a talk fest now for us to engage in um, in conversation and some ideas and solutions. Just in terms of housekeeping, if people haven't been here before, um, the toilets are out the door and at the end and then right. There is a drink fountain and water for refills that's down in that direction. And the fire escape is also down in that direction as well. So should we have to race out of the building, <laughs> we go out, <laughs> And across just slightly to the right and then down that way. Um, Nora and Jamie have organised morning tea, lunch, afternoon tea. There's heaps of food which will be just outside the door. Um, we have asked that people bring their own drink bottles and and cups, mugs. So hopefully you've done that too. There's uh, two <laughs> <laughs> In the interest it of. had
2: <laughs> a not to do But also, if no one else is
0: coming, there's a whole tray of Rami and forty-eight M. I believe. Yes. So priorities, huh? (laughs) 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 So before we start, um, is there anything anyone wants to ask or share? Any questions? Concerns? are you ready to go very yeah very keen that's what i want to hear certainly what Noron's wants to hear very keen and very interested in in, in, in if yeah. okay. what if we said no i
2: would put my shoes back on
0: but <laughs> So as I said at the beginning, I'm going to be facilitating quite a lot of the sessions. Jamie's also going to be facilitating. We particularly wanted Nora to have the opportunity to participate and it's really difficult to, to facilitate and participate, which is part of the reason why I'm doing it. And Jamie's elected to, to help with the facilitation and organisation. And tomorrow Nora has a couple of sessions that she, she'll be facilitating. So, that's why Nora's sitting so that she can she can actually participate. But obviously, I'll be calling on Nora from time to time because she is leading this process. So, with no further questions, and we were going to do this in groups. So, <laughs> with uh, a few people missing and some people who were coming who dropped out at the last minute, uh, I still think should we should we do it in one large group or? Or do you still want to break into well, a large group? And I really want you to participate as well. <laughs> so just to begin with, before we look forward in terms of a vision, it's really important that we look back and we ground ourselves in terms of why we're here. Good strategic plans and really successful organisations know why. <laughs> they know why they're, they're doing what they are doing, why they have an organisation. Everyone in the organisation knows why. They know how they propose to get to where they want to go in terms of their vision, and they know what they're going to do. Quite often in organisations, people will start with the what, you know, what are we going to do, what events are we going to run, what activity are we going to do in the next year, and not really think about why we're actually doing it. And in terms of growing an organisation, it's really important to know why, to have a vision. And that's where I wanted to start. It's also really important to, um, for the, might, for the, um, to capture the mind and soul and, and spirit of people, not just the, I just want to come along, and play a game, and you all know that, otherwise you wouldn't be as actively involved as you have have been. So to begin with, I just wanted us to look back to when you first became involved in Quidditch, what attracted you, why did you get involved, and in that notion, you know, what kept you coming back? So just think for a moment about that, but I want you to share it with the group. Anyone can start, whoever wants to start. Should we use the mic, if you don't mind?
3: Um, It provided a great sense of community. um, and It was a really inclusive atmosphere. I think that was my first impression. And what's kept you coming? Uh, It's a great game. my social life was very integrated into like the sport and the community. Um, yeah.
4: Ava. Um, I just wanted a sport that wasn't boring and that people who were good at sport wouldn't play. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. People who are good at sport do play. Um, and then I kept coming back because it was exactly what I wanted. It was like interesting and difficult and I like there were people who expected me to get better and believe that I could be an actually good player and so I felt like you know like that there was finally a sporting environment that was fun and inclusive um while also striving for the players to get better um and everyone was super lovely and um like it was such an easy way to like socialize
5: with people Yeah, kind of following on from what they've all said, you kind of stay for the people. I feel with Kidditch. Um, and that's something that's super important. But it is a challenging, very physical sport, and for a lot of us, it's a it's a good balance of it's it's a sport where you you are it's full contact, it's intense, it's a lot of running. Um, and people don't expect that and you you see it played for the first time I remember like seeing there was a demonstration game on campus and I was like that looks way more intense than I expected Quidditch to be but okay Um, and then you get into it and you stay for the people you start playing and you immediately have like 200 new friends yeah and that's pretty cool And I don't think there are many sports where like the teams are such good friends, like people in other teams and in like at other universities who my competition are some of my best friends and it's great.
4: Um,
3: In terms of why I first got involved, I think kind of the same as everyone else. And, you know, like Harry Potter fan was like, oh, what's Quidditch? Let me check this out. And it was just kind of this really cool community that, like, I felt that I didn't really connect with the people in my own degree, but I felt I connected with the types of people that played Quidditch a lot more. As of why I kind of kept coming back, I think I wasn't <laughs> going to come back.
0: Like, like, like one and three.
3: being like, oh, I don't know if I want to come back. I'm not enjoying this. But then I ended up just kind of becoming exec in my second year and then just got really dedicated to the club and, like, an essentially dead club and trying to keep it alive because I kind of felt like if I quit, the club would die sort of thing. Yeah.
0: Logan? Logan's Logan's not going to get away with uh, sitting up the back row means that you're still going to be picked on. I'll pick on you, okay?
6: Um. I think mean, I'm very similar points to whatever else raised. I mean, the Harry Potter aspect of it was probably the main one that attracted me to the sport. Um, but also similar to what someone was saying before is like it's something that you can be good at because no one else has like played Quidditch growing up. Um, like I've played soccer for a long time, and then moving to uni, I went to like a training session of the uni soccer team, and like it's very, it's a very like jockish atmosphere where everyone's kind of like. sitting more towards the like gross toxic masculinity side and like everyone knows each other but like not in an accepting way whereas quidditch i think was the opposite it's somewhere where you can come along and even if you're a first year everyone's happy to teach you things and you can actually improve and you can see that improvement generally um because there, like it's like there hasn't been someone who has been playing for like well there's a few people who've been playing for like 10 years but very very few so you can Uh, at least at the time that I joined, very quickly see like, okay, my uh, dedication to training is paying off, things like that. You can actually see improvement.
7: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I initially joined Quidditch purely because I was trying to get my younger sister into fitness. Um, and she would not join my soccer team. Um, so we went to a Harry Potter Society thing and heard about Quidditch. And I was like, this sounds amazing. It, it sounds like a bit of a laugh, something not, not very competitive, and it might get my sister moving and in into fitness and things like that. We joined, and I was pleasantly surprised that it also catered to my competitiveness and my physicality. And I found that I loved the sport. And I actually enjoy it more than soccer, don't tell my soccer team. Um, (laughs) I almost didn't (laughs) sign up to soccer this year which is crazy um, because I've played it for like 25 years Um, yeah and I uh, similar to what everyone else said it's definitely like a community and a family vibe amongst the entire um, community of Quidditch but also just within my team the last couple of years have been pretty difficult for me and my team has become my family my support network and it's basically just been the best couple of years sport-wise for me. So, yeah, that's why I've stuck
8: around. Okay. Um, so similar to most other people, I guess from the early years of Queerch especially, I got into it very much from the Harry Potter aspect. I was a huge Harry Potter fan in high school. Um, I discovered Queerch on, on YouTube through something like US Queerch videos that I found. And I actually thought when I first saw it, I was like, this looks really intense. This looks not for me. Like, I love the idea that it exists, but like, I don't think I'd ever play Quidditch. And I went to UCID knowing they had a team um, fully expecting to like, you know, th- that's kind of cool, but I don't think I'd actually like go and play. It looks like really intense and stuff. Um, and I was convinced to come to the first training when I went to the OIC stall um, because I think one of Kat or UCED said, no, you don't know have to play. You can just come and watch on the side and talk about Harry Potter on the side. So I came for that. Um, and then obviously was forced to play in the first training session and really enjoyed it. Um, had lots of fun playing as a ball sport. Um, I'd been a huge like soccer fan, um, in high school, I really liked sport, like soccer. And I definitely really intended to play soccer at uni as well. And then haven't played soccer in the last five years. Um, cause yeah, I found creatures to be a really, really fun, engaging, really interesting and clever sport. Um, and a really fun and engaging community as well that I just got um, wrapped into. It. Thanks
0: for that. Jamie, can you contribute? I <laughs> can't type at the same time, but <laughs> I and Thanks. Uh, So I got
4: into
1: Quidditch because when I was in high school, I saw UCED advertising Quidditch on TV and that was my mission to go to uni and to play Quidditch. I'm not sure if I was really interested in a degree. I just wanted to play. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Um, And then I stuck around because, again, I've, always played soccer I did dance for a bit and I missed the creativity of dance and soccer didn't really have that but um, playing with Quidditch especially as a beater you can be a lot more creative and how you contribute to the plays on pitch and there's a lot more critical thinking involved and not just running blindly but actually thinking about what you're doing I really enjoyed because that's something that was emphasized a lot more at ANU um, maybe not everywhere else but ANU was more about think about what you're doing not just run blindly which is not my experience from other sports that I've played in the past. So that really appealed to me.
3: And
2: Nora? Uh, I think when I got the scholarship to move to Australia, I went on the university website. Um, First I went on the Newcastle University website and then realised I was in the UK And I was like, no, that doesn't seem right. (laughs) And then I went onto UON because I wanted to see if they had a volleyball club because I've played volleyball for 20 years and they didn't. And then I was like, oh, Quidditch, weird. And then I made fun of it with all my friends. (laughs) (laughs) With a bunch of nerds. Uh, (laughs) And then I moved and I was really unlucky in a way because I moved to Australia in November and I lived on campus so there was no one around. I was very lonely for a month and a half so then I went to a week and I found these Quidditch people and I kind of wanted friends at that point. I was very lonely and then I stuck around because I got a massive crush on Joel and then I got a massive crush on Jono and then also... (laughs) And then I was also kind of, kind. I, feel, I felt like I was kind of good because the ball is a volleyball. So it's kind of like my ball. And then also I realized I was pretty good at just being in the way of other people, which is called the screen. <laughs> so I just stood around in weird spots of the field and people would run into me and I was fine with that. And then I learned stuff and apparently I'm not totally crap. So I kept playing. And then... A bit like chords, the club sort of desperately needed a bit of direction in that at the Weeks Soul, they had a flyer and it said Saturday, 21st of February. And I was like, but the 21st of February is a Wednesday. And they looked at me and they threw all the flyers in a trash can. And I was like, huh. <laughs> so I kind of stuck around with that because I had a lot of club experience and I
0: thought I could help. Great. Right. So clearly what we're hearing, sorry, Courtney, yeah. One of the other things that
3: really attracted me to Quidditch is it's mixed gender, which is really hard to find. And I think it's really important to have those spaces. And it's really interesting being in a mixed sport because you're like are learning leadership and teamwork skills and stuff. And it forces you to collaborate with a different sex. And we live in a society that often segregates that or you did in your schooling growing up. Um, So it was really cool to be like forced in that community or encouraged in that,
5: yeah, space. Kind of specific on that, it's it's really cool that it's a mixed gender sport that's still full contact because a lot of the time it's like you can play mixed like touch football but they won't actually do full contact rugby as a mixed sport because there's kind of this like we can't do full contact. Yeah, we can't, we can't. I'm not going to tackle a girl. What What do you mean? And having that atmosphere, where I'm like, no, I will run at you. You can deal with that however you want, Um, is really cool. And no one looks at you as like, oh, no, I'm not. Well, like, there's still the, like, yeah, okay, I could get tackled by any of these players. They're all, like, they've all been taught to tackle people. They're all, like, they're all playing a full contact sport and they're all here for that it doesn't matter what
0: and you can also be tackled yeah, by exactly. the biggest yeah like a person <laughs> like they, a lot yeah. of the
5: time a lot of the time when it become, when a contact sport becomes mixed they remove the contact or they put so many caveats on the contact that you're like this is no longer the sport that you were playing and that's nice that quidditch doesn't do that um because it it means that you can actually like, play rough and it's nice. And it's the real sport. It's yeah. not like a watered-down um, like water yeah. baby con- no-contact version.
3: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, I feel like it's the only mixed sport that I come across where it doesn't, the rules do not implicitly demean women and say they're less capable in a variety of different areas. And I think that's really important. When we live in a space that's dominated by sport and, like, how masculinity fits into sport and, therefore, how gender interacts with, like, our cultural attitudes and norms around how we treat one another. But that's just me going on, like, a gender
0: trend. Um, <laughs> so just just turn it off um, at the moment, yeah.
8: Sorry, I'm um, also just going to jump in quickly yeah. um, on behalf of... Um, I'm not sure what your name to use for for anagram online um, because he normally goes by a pseudonym online. Um I know what his name is. I just didn't know which name he wanted me to use in this context. Um, But he says that he joined in 2011 and that he stayed around because of the community. Um, I believe that, um, if you can hear me, if you're listening at the moment, if you just speak, we should be be able to hear you of the speakers in the room, Um, but otherwise I can just keep relaying what you say in the chat.
0: Yeah, um, if he wants to join in and identify himself, how he wants to be identified, um, I said so shall time. we just stop to uh, and see if that's, if he's responding? He's, I have him in
8: the chat here.
0: Right. He's responding to that, wants to join? or? He, uh,
8: he, doesn't, he doesn't mind either, it's fine. Happy with what you relayed. Yeah.
0: Thanks. Thank you for, for joining us. So I guess we're hearing a common th- some common threads around community and people and how important that is. We're hearing... Um, certainly some strong messages about Quidditch being different and that then being a real attraction to the sport. We're hearing about the gender and the not just the inclusivity, um, but also that, you know, everyone's on a level around that and that's where, where we want to. That there's no different rules um, for different genders but a lot of it comes back to our values, would you agree? So moving forward in terms of if we want to continue to um, maintain and grow Quidditch, I think it seems really important that we don't lose those particular qualities and those values that have brought you to the game, but also keeping you there. So. Uh, it's really important from the strategic planning process that we capture those values. So what I want to move on to now is just to actually list and brainstorm from your perspective, what are the values that you want to see moving forward in Quidditch?